Well, hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. Um, been a busy week, as I say every week. Um, last Thursday, uh, I was at an award ceremony. Um, I was up for award, a university-based award for research, which um, revolved around primarily um, the Bill J film, which I've been working on over the last year or so. And um, obviously I didn't win. Um for a number of different reasons, which there's no point in going over here. But it did make me kind of... I suppose it's a very difficult situation, really, this whole thing about awards. I'm sure we're all very um, aware of the amount of times in which a photographer is described as being award-winning and the pressure for all of us to enter into photographic competitions to gain prestige, uh, marketing, and so forth... Um, is high. And uh, I've written about this previously. Um, as always, I've put a link to that article about the amount of uh, awards and photographic composi- uh, competitions that I've personally judged um, and my kind of take on that. Um, there are some very good ones. There is no doubt about that. Um, but just as there are some very good ones, there are also some which um, perhaps uh, are not set up uh, either in the best way or with the best um, intentions. That whole situation of um, the extended deadline always um, opens up uh, a competition's uh, uh, legitimacy, I suppose, really, in that there, to me, can be only one reason for an extended competition deadline, and that is, well, perhaps two, actually. One, the first, well, they're connected. The first one being that not enough entries had been received, um, and also perhaps that the level of entries that have been received are not to the quality that the person running the competition either wanted or expected. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about expectation um, later on in the podcast, but it does also bring to mind to me that whole situation of getting an award for doing something which is actually um, just your job. I um, I once uh, questioned the uh, award given to um, the head of the photographic gallery, the photographer's gallery in London, um, because to me it seemed to be, as with many of these awards, an award for doing your job. And in questioning it, I was immediately blocked from the Photographer's Gallery Twitter feed, and I remain blocked uh, until this day. Which is kind of strange to me that people are so sensitive uh, to that situation. I think if you're going to put be put into an award, if you're going to be put forward for an award, you've got to kind of really understand what that's about. Um, and in the past, when I have won awards, um, primarily in the publishing sector, uh, I was always very aware that um, there was a political agenda uh, at stake uh, in play um, as to why I won that award. Um, strangely, from a photographic perspective, um, I've only ever entered two photography competitions, one which is now known as the Taylor Wessing Award, which, if I remember rightly, may have still been called the uh, may have been called the Schweppes Award, or may have been I can't even remember that the name of the, what it was called previously. I'm sure someone will remind me. 
Um, but anyway, that was back in 2000, and I was lucky enough to have a my image. Funny enough, the first photograph I ever photograph I'd ever taken with a Hasselblad camera um, exhibited at the National Portrait Gallery uh, as part of that award. Uh, and then a few years ago, or maybe just a couple of years ago, I entered a snapshot taken on my phone um, to a food awards and, and was shortlisted for that. I had no expectation of winning or achieving anything with those images. Um, and perhaps that's uh, why they did well. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very strange, strange kind of a world. Um, there is no doubt, and I know photographers who feel very strongly about certain awards um, being very, very important to how they are perceived um, by the photographic community. And I have nothing against awards as such. Um, however, I think if you are going to receive award or have an expectation of winning award, you really need to understand the political game that's taking place. Talking about expectations, um, I certainly had no expectation of what would happen when I sent out a simple tweet on Saturday morning. Um, I'd been part of uh, the Pixel Rights um, interview series, which seems to be gaining a lot of momentum. Uh, and Richard, who runs it, seems to be really blitzing the, certainly the UK at the moment, uh, photographic community uh, for these live Facebook conversations. And um, last week, um, Benjamin from Duck Rabbit was interviewed and uh, I watched that. I thought it was very interesting. I watched it after it had gone live. I watched it on YouTube. You can watch all of these on YouTube also. Uh, and I'd seen the Jim Mortram one, and uh, we seem within Twitter to be coming at things from a similar, if not exactly the same, uh, kind of standpoint. And I um, put forward the proposal to uh, Richard at Pixel Rights that perhaps it would be interesting to have the three of us um, as a panel, live panel discussion, um, picking up on some of these kind of shared uh, beliefs and shared feelings, but also um, kind of confronting each other also with some of the um, differing viewpoints. I thought that seemed like an interesting idea. I had no idea what was going to happen after that. And now as I record this podcast on the Tuesday, the conversation on Twitter uh, is still continuing. It's developed from that initial um, proposal into something that deals with a lot of different issues to do with um, inclusivity, to do with um, diversity. And I suppose in general, um, to deal with the photographic community as a whole, um, which is an interesting one because I often use that term and, and, and obviously that's from my perspective and everybody else's perspective is going to be different uh, based on their own engagement with photography. But certainly uh, a lot of the people who I engage with um, online with t through Twitter and so forth do seem to be coming at photography from a... Uh, documentary, photojournalism um, perspective. And there certainly seems to be some very strong issues uh, within that field concerning these, um, these, uh, this idea that um, 
photography is a sort of a, a middle-aged white man's club. Um, it's not something I recognize um, in my daily engagement with photography because I lecture to um, students of which I would say easily 90% are female. Uh, we have a, a number of international students and we have students from different racial backgrounds. Uh, my experience of working as a commissioned photographer has always been working for clients who are uh, female. The people who've commissioned me have all been female for the last eight years, um, I noticed when I, I went back and checked. And my wife works um, as the editor of a, of a magazine of which the entire staff are female. So from my perspective... Um, Although I highly I recognise the issues and the problems, it's also quite interesting just to look at other areas of the photographic community and see how it is responding um, to that idea of um, um, giving everybody a fair chance and and not this kind of club like mentality that I certainly would have absolutely nothing to do with so perhaps it's an idea for the that world of documentary photography to look at other areas of the photographic community and see what it's doing i'm not saying that anything is perfect of course it isn't but other areas seem to be handling these issues much better when i started out with these um podcasts the idea really um I suppose is given away by its title. It's it's a photographic life, and those who listened to uh, last week's podcast will have heard um, me talking about a very personal um, situation and how that I'm currently going through with my family, and how that made me reflect on my relationship with photography. It was never intended that these podcasts were were going to be a a soapbox for one. Um, and I'm really pleased that um, having given it an, a lot of thought, um, I've come up with a way of introducing other voices to this podcast for future podcasts, um, which is also going to respond to that idea of diversity as well, uh, of gender and, and of race. So what we're going to be doing in future podcasts um, is I have already asked um a large number of photographers from um, and people engaged with photography, not just photographers, from um, a broad range of photographic practice, from documentary to food, art directors, photo editors, portrait photographers, um, to supply me with a little soundbite, a maximum of five minutes as to what does photography mean to them. Um, this is going to come into each podcast completely unedited, uh, just as a way of kind of, um, again, opening up this debate and these discussions around the medium that we're involved with, and also to give you an opportunity um, to hear from photographers that perhaps you may not have heard from before, um, some of the names you will recognise. Um, there are some of the, the leading photographers working today and over previous years. Um, so that's going to be starting, um, hopefully, uh, next podcast. Um, 
if they all come through to me. I'm just waiting now for the first few to arrive. So I, um, I hope that's um, something that works and that's enjoyable as part of the podcast and actually kind of opens up that idea of the photographic life, not just being mine, but also sharing um, perhaps similar views or contrasting views. Those of you involved with photographic education, either at um, university, college, or at school level, will be well aware that this is the time of year when um, everything's being marked, you're trying to get everything tied up, there's meetings of overmarks and grades and so forth, um, which is always a, a strange time of the year if you're involved in actually lecturing and teaching on photography, because it's that time of the year when um, I suppose there's a chance to take a breath and um, to reassess um, what you're doing uh, and how successful you've been in doing that um, over the past year. That's certainly the um, the case for me at the moment. But um, I also see this as a, a time for me to um, think forward and think about the new projects that I'm going to be working on. Uh, there's certainly going to be a, a, a very exciting live event um, at the beginning of 2019, which I'll be working on over the coming weeks, uh, and which will be announced uh, through its collaborative partner in um, September stroke October. So that's certainly something to um, listen out for. And I've also been talking to a number of uh, people in North America and in the UK to arrange future screenings for the Bill J film. Um, that's, uh, there's a confirmed uh, screening in Edinburgh, which is very exciting, um, which you can find out all about on the website, on the United Nations of Photography website and the Bill J website, um, www.donotbendfilm.com. Um, and there'll be others as well. So, um, Although to up to those of you not involved in academia, it may seem as if we're now about to um, start our summer holidays. Um, for me, it's actually going into a period uh, where I'm almost always um, my busiest. Uh, however, it will not um, slow me down on on uh, podcasts. We'll keep these podcasts going on a weekly basis as long as the response to them remains as positive as it has been so thank you very much to everybody who has been positive about that the podcast is now available on itunes it's available on soundcloud and of course each week it gets posted um, on the united nations of photography website uh, as always there are links below this podcast um, which you may like to um, follow up to uh, read in slightly more depth about some of the points I've raised today. Um, but apart from that, it just leaves me uh, time just to say thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you again next week. <laughs>